Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, got a great place for you to go anytime. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos. They have a sports book up there. I think really loose slots, daily cash drawings, and they always have great giveaways. This is what they're giving away now a large model RC 104 Starfighter. You got to really see this to believe it. It's a remote-controlled jet. It's incredible. But if you don't want it, no problem. They're going to give you nearly $28,000 in cash instead. Head up to Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos in Blackhawk, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Mace, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? A little cold. I know. It is a little cold. I was thinking of wearing shorts just to get a reaction. Yeah, I'd be like, what the hell are you thinking? That would be my reaction. Of course, you're also from chicago so you're a little more used to this sort of thing than i am well this is this is cold this is cold i'll give you this is this cold. is legit this is legit yeah. cold anywhere no matter I, what part of the country you're from i mean if it was 30 degrees i'd have no problems wearing shorts none yeah. i wouldn't wear a short sleeve shirt to go with it but and they, then snowing, are, you, are you popping pills on the show here i have a headache yeah what kind of pills are those i know what they look like but what ibuprofen. are they ibuprofen okay all right what so you say. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Well, um, Aaron Rodgers had Broncos country buzzing last night with his Instagram post. And then when word broke, he was going to be on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, I'm guessing the Pat McAfee show got far more viewers in the Denver metro area than he had in a long time because everybody was hoping for a decision well rogers went on and said i haven't made a decision about my future but he did say he feels good about his relationship with his head coach matt lafleur the gm brian gudenkist the executive vice president russ ball after meetings with them following the packers playoff loss to the 49ers and then he went on to say and i'm quoting the meetings were much different than they've been in the past in a positive way. Even though he hasn't made a decision yet, clearly he's leaning one way or the other, but he hasn't made a decision. No one should force him to make a decision. Do you think he dropped any hints on what he's planning on doing? Mm. Because we are all about parsing apart words. And oh my goodness, that Instagram post, everybody had an opinion. I mean, everybody was uh, uh, a, a psychologist on trying to figure out what did he really mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and there's so much to that because you were looking at at the tense, okay, referring to uh, the time with his teammates as past tense while still calling them his current teammates. Right. And, but let's talk yeah. about this because we'll yeah. get into that in a minute. Did he say anything today that makes you believe he's closer to retirement, closer to the Packers, or possibly asking for a trade? Well, sounds like uh, Shailene Woodley was actually there in the background. Oh. Um, and the first, uh, the first paragraph or so of Aaron Rodgers' uh, Instagram post last night focused on 
Shailene Woodley. Of course, the reports were that they'd broken up. I'm not sure they have broken up. And uh, let's just say this. Let's say that some parts of the it, maybe they maybe they took maybe I wouldn't maybe say not take a little break, but maybe they were kind of assessing some things. And let's say, for example, that the part about her thinking that he was too like too zeroed in on on the football side of things was true. Then I, it would seem to me that maybe retirement is what's in order here. I mean, honestly, when he, the statement last night, the Instagram post, I got a retirement vibe from it. I didn't. I got a retirement vibe from that. I got a retirement vibe from his speech at the NFL honors. I, I know what I took away from it. What? He's not coming back to the Packers. That's what I took away from it. That was my overriding feeling. That I feel retirement might have been in it, but I thought the Packers are not going to be part of his decision-making process. It's going to be, I want to be traded, or I'm going to retire. With that, let's talk about this Instagram post. But real quick, did he say anything today that made you believe he's leaning one way or the other? Well, he certainly talked about how he the conversations that he had after the season with the Packers, brass, particularly Brian Gutekunds, were, had a much different tone than past years. And that was his problem. I mean, yes. that's what he said. He had a problem with management. He's always really liked his teammates. So if the problems with management are smoothed over and he really likes his teammates, that's great. But that still doesn't address what he said right after the season. I don't want to be part of a rebuild. And let's see how they find a way to maneuver their cap. They will find a way to do it somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, probably, I don't know, seven to 10 guys are going to have to restructure. Is everybody going to be willing to do that? I'm sure that Rodgers doesn't want to make a decision until he knows what the Packers are going to do with Devontae Adams and the franchise tag. And as of right now, the franchise tag has not been offered. And you could offer it today. And that's another reason why when he had that statement yesterday and then the word broke that he was going on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday morning today. I think one reason why you thought, okay, maybe this is uh, decision time here is because he had said he wasn't going to draw it out. He knew what the deadlines were. He knew the other factors that were in play, whether it was in Green Bay or elsewhere. The gymnastics involved cap-wise and understood that it was going to be a decision that he had to come to, not at the last minute, but sometime before. And so that's why it was, lo- I think it was logical to think that he would have said something today. Okay. But as he said, he was in this uh, 12-day cleanse. Um, uh, you're laughing. Why are you laughing about that? Uh, the details of the 12-day cleanse, like that he so said, what? the specific 12-day cleanse. So what? Yeah, well, why, why, why would... Well, he's willing to go through it. Uh, people do stuff like that all the time. Actually, I'm not making fun of it. It's yeah, just well, no, you, you are kind of. No, I'm not. It's just it, interesting. Okay. I mean, there, you know, multiple enemas and that sort of thing. I mean, hey, sometimes you got to clean the pipes out. It happens. At the end of the day, it's not that he needs to lose weight. No. Most people it's do. It's purifying his system. That's right. Most people do that in order to lose weight. Mm. He's doing it because he's more holistic. And he talked about his mm. friends who were Buddhist. And if that's the way he lives, that's fine. But with that, you know, he put out a 
something on Instagram yesterday. Many thought it was cryptic. Thanked everyone in the Packers organization. Thanked his ex-fiance, or I don't know if it's his fiance now. This is an inside edition, so quite frankly, I don't care about their relationship status. That's maybe maybe they're putty in a lane. What's up? Maybe they're putty in a lane from Seinfeld. Getting back together and breaking up a few times on the same flight across the Atlantic. This is what I know about relationships, having been in more than a few. <clears throat> and being married, and divorced, and now engaged again. But I'll go back to when I was single, single. Generally speaking, and what I'm saying is not necessarily 100% true, because nothing's necessarily 100% true. When you are dating somebody for a very long time, and you decide to stop seeing each other, there's a reason why you have decided to stop seeing each other. And then... A couple days go on and maybe a week goes on and you can't get that person out of your mind. And you're thinking, did I make a mistake? Maybe I should get back together with this person. But also some of that has to do with I feel comfortable in this relationship. I don't want to start all over again. And so you get back together and then within a week you realize, yes, that's why I didn't want to be in that relationship anymore. That happens all the time. The yo-yo usually leads to divorce of divorce. That's what it usually leads to. But I digress. So many thought he was set to retire. That's what your interpretation was. But he did say today, he went through that 12-day cleanse. And his first thought was, quote, intense gratitude for everyone in his life. He said, quote, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You buying that? I think he has to understand that. No, I know. I, I know where you're going. Yeah, where under, I'm asking you, do you believe that? It's not I, what he has to I understand. I believe he has some gratitude for people in his life. Yes. And teammates, I, his yep. uh, either current ex, whatever, uh, significant other uh, people in the organization, his coaches. I think absolutely he has gratitude for him. Right. I mean, he's. He's got he he's got his well discussed flaws, no doubt. But he's he's human. He does appear to have a a beating heart and emotions. I mean, I think it's I I thought I I I called the the post heartfelt. I thought I I thought it was I thought it was if cryptic sincere. I think it was incredibly sincere, but I also think it was incredibly naive of him to believe that people weren't going to read that and draw their own conclusions. When you're putting something out on social media, they aren't your words, but you're writing them. You're leaving a vacuum until you speak about it for everybody to speak for you. I do believe he feels that way. When you've been alone, I don't know where he was, maybe in a rainforest in the Amazon by himself with some of his Buddhist friends, maybe he became more centered at the risk of sounding like Deepak Chopra or Marianne Williamson. Maybe he did find his golden center and realized I should be more appreciative instead of coming across as angry all the time. With that, do you have enough Rogers fatigue right now where you've kind of hit a point I really don't even care if he plays for the Broncos. I know how great he would be, gives the Broncos a better chance to win, but this guy is nothing more than drama mama. It's not that I'm not interested in seeing him play for the Broncos. I just, I'm very much like, call me when you've made up your mind. Not, and I understand that there is a voracious appetite for this sort of, for this sort of thing. 
and we will we will have to talk about it because it it is the Broncos story right now, and it is what the the, the Broncos whatever their plan is, it's waiting on Aaron right now. It's waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Right. So you can't talk about the Broncos without talking about what might happen with Aaron Rodgers. But I am at a point where I don't want to see any more Instagram posts. I don't want to hear any whispers. The next thing I want to hear is either I'm retiring, I'm staying in Green Bay, or I'd like to be traded. Here's the funny thing about it. If we really think about it, and I'm guessing most people have, Using a dating analogy, which I just talked about dating, Mm -hmm. picture a girl you really want to go out with. I mean, in the worst possible way. And she's been dropping hints for nearly a year. Yep. Because that's what this has been. Ten months, if that's what you want to call it, going all the way back to draft day. And Broncos fans have been waiting for her to say yes for 10 months and just when you thought she might say yes today she said i need more time coming up after the break big press conference today i don't know if i've ever seen a press conference like it the room was practically full and i'm not talking about with just media members i don't know if a press conference has ever happened like this we'll explain why next Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. I have been to more than a few introductory press conferences for head coaches, even for coordinators, but I am not so sure I've ever seen a press conference ever where every single coach was there and introduced by not only name, but something as well about that person. Nathaniel Hackett has hired a very young coaching staff. He has, you know, some older guys on the staff, specifically Dom Capers, who he talked about at that press conference today. But today's press conference is about introducing the new coordinators. But, It seems like a bunch of young guys who in some ways are all intertwined and connected to each other and went to that press conference in force today. And I mean that in a good way. This is our coaching staff. Have you ever seen something like that before? All being there? Everybody. Um, Yeah, that actually happened uh, when Vance Joseph got the job. Every single coach? Every, yeah. 
And they when were he there. Has, wait, when Vance was it was introduced as the head coach? No, when they, they had the coordinator day. But all the position coaches were in there because in at that case, actually that But not introduced. Not like that. They were on they did media as part of it. I'm talking about Hackett went one by one, one, every single guy, and said something about them. They might have been there, and that's fine. I'm talking not about that, not to that degree. I'm talking about all of it. Hey, this is our new assistant special teams coach, and Mallory is our assistant what special teams coach, and this guy's this. And he said, I worked with this guy here, and I worked with this guy there. That was beyond unusual, but super cool. It was super cool and also super necessary. I thought. I mean, let's face it. You only, I mean, of the uh, the the football coaches. I'm not talking about like the strength coaches, but the foot, but the football position coaches and coordinators. You've only got two that are back: Christian Parker and Zach from defensive backs, and Zach Azani wide receivers. It very much is a getting to know you thing. Getting it didn't to know have faces. To, it didn't have to be done that way. No, it was nice. It was cool. It was very cool. I mean, the it, only thing I the only thing I wish they had done. Like was like five years ago, I wish there had been a chance to do some one on ones with I'm not, the position coaches. I, I, I either maybe I'm overplaying it. I see it as a bigger deal than you. But to have a head coach point out every single guy and say something about them, uh, not only their name but a little about their background. This is who we have. This is our team. This isn't just a bunch of guys sitting in an auditorium and then you get some one-on-ones. I'm not looking at it as a media opportunity to talk to assistant coaches. He went out of his way to praise every single guy and essentially this is why I hired this guy and this is their background. That was beyond unusual. I've never seen it. I don't know if it's ever been done that way. Not here. Not anywhere. And I've covered 14 professional teams. So you can take 14 off the list right there of the thousands there have been. Yeah. Okay. Then there, then there are a lot still thousands. There, there are. I'm sure it's happened somewhere else, but it is the first time here. With that, uh, if there was a buzzword for the day and you could have turned it into a drinking game, every time somebody said the word collaborative, you would have been drunk halfway through the press conference. No doubt. That seems to be the message. We are going to be collaborative. So much, in fact, Evero, who is the new defensive coordinator, came out and said, I'm actually going to seek input from my own players, something Pat Shermer would have never done. Vic Fangio would have never done. This is my team. I'm the coach. I think that's a good launching point. To building a relationship with the players. Well, I think also that's also a good launching point for being in a scenario where if things aren't working, it's not a matter of, oh, the players aren't executing what we're telling them to do. I think that's being a little cynical. So you're saying, well, we can blame the players for their suggestions too? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's that we're all, that it's a not at all. You're completely misinterpreting me. Okay. Um, it's that we're all in this together. Right. Yes. And that's a good thing. And 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 ideally, you should be listening to your players because they're they're on the ground level. How many times have we seen, just in the times when players have been mic'd up, a player going up to a coach and saying something matchup wise, saying, "Hey, I think we can do this here," um, and then later in the game, 
they exploit it, right? Right. Oh, like, uh, okay, I've got, hey, they're, 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 they're going one-on-one with me. We're not getting safety help over. I know I can beat this man one-on-one. Then it's the kind of thing that results in a big play down the line. You're taking advantage of a matchup. Now, let, let's not blow a couple of things out of proportion that were said at the press conference because it's said at every press conference. We are going to construct a game plan that best suits our players' talents. That could be a drinking game, too, because I can't begin to tell you how many times I've heard that, and it just doesn't happen. Now, we heard that at this press conference. Do I believe them? Yeah, I'll take them at their word, but I guess we'll see when the game plans are put together. I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth. I'm saying I've just, it's the little boy who cried wolf, and and a lot of people will jump on that. Wow, Outen said he's going to construct a game plan to best suit Drew Locke. Yeah, but he also said this about Drew Locke. He said he wants to see how he fits in the system before, as he said, quote, I want to see how he fits in the system a little more when he gets the playbook under him and we'll go from there, unquote. He, he kind of knows already. Yeah, that there are some people who out there in the social media sphere who are taking this as an endorsement of Drew Locke. This is absolutely not an endorsement of Drew Locke. No, he said this. He's not going to say anything bad about him at the, at the first press conference. Right. But the general manager made it clear at when the season ended that they had to upgrade a quarterback. Right. I, I, I nothing, nothing has changed. There's nothing to see here. Aaron Rodgers is plan A, and if they don't get plan A, they're going to look at the various experienced plan Bs, and they're going to look, and in that case, also look hard at the draft. Here's the bottom line for Drew Locke. This will be his third offensive system in four years, period. And he's in the last year of his contract. Right. And so the cost control ends, and so you have to start asking yourself, what is the potential dividend here? Right. It's not great based on what we've seen. Right. And just based on the fact that his cost will go up after this year anyway. I am not suggesting that when you talk at a press conference, suddenly you should get a couple extra points because you sound impressive. We've we've had that before here. Brock Olivo, people, the media was fawning over him. That guy's funny. He's got energy. And then the special teams is terrible. But I will say this. Listen to all these guys talk. Specifically. Stukes. Wayne Stukes is impressive. Okay. All three guys, listening to them, all sounded like future head coaches in the NFL. All three. All three. That was a takeaway of mine. They all were very impressive. Young, energetic guys, mm-hmm. okay, who seem to be, with Nathaniel Hackett, all rowing in the same direction. Out and talked about how he learned organizational skills from Nathaniel Hackett, right? They all kind of are tied together. I mean, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm sure, I suppose. But the way Hackett spelled out all of his coaches, mm-hmm. outside of Azani, you, you know, the, the movie with, what was it, Will Smith? Was it Will Smith? Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. I think with all these coaches, outside of maybe Azani, there's two degrees of separation. Right? I'm not so sure I can remember a coaching staff that had two degrees of separation, maybe three, 
with every single guy. I mean, Hackett has been criticized for bringing in his boys, bringing in his friends. Now, all of them have credentials, and granted, all of them are first-time coordinators. But in some ways, they've all kind of worked together in a roundabout way and all seem to be rowing in the same direction because of scheme. And, and I know this phrase is used a lot, Mace, but it was emphasized today. And remember, they're just words until we see it on the field. All three coordinators emphasized the type of football that should be played, which is complementary football. Mm-hmm. Stukes talked about, hey, listen, it is our job to make sure the offense gets the ball in a better spot. It's our job to make the de- make sure the defense gets the ball in a better spot. I'm not so sure I've heard too many th- special teams coordinators actually spell it out like that. Yeah, and, spe- and, and it's good to hear that. And ultimately, special teams is, a, is about field position, right? Because... Every every yard you start closer to the end zone increases your chances of getting points out of the drive. They talked about complimentary football in terms of protecting the football as well. That was something that uh, Justin Outen brought up. And it's interesting to note that because the Broncos were the most improved team in turnover margin last year. Coming and up, it didn't do them, and didn't do them any good. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk some baseball, or I should say lack thereof. Um, I mean, how many really care, honestly, that spring training has essentially been delayed? Um, the other baseball news, and I'll say this quickly and we'll go right to break. Um, there's a report that Freddie Freeman not, might not be coming back to the Atlanta Braves. But I digress. Sorry about that, Mace. Just had to get it out there. I know you're the world champs, but you're probably going to be losing one of your best players. Let's go to break. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Okay, in case you haven't heard or maybe you just don't care, spring training has been officially delayed and um, there are going to be no games before March 5th because of the lockout. I'm asking the wrong person this question. How much do you care? Because you are a fan of the world champs. But take your personal feelings out of it. Outside of hardcore baseball fans, which you are anyway, how much do you think casual baseball fans really even care considering when they start, which will essentially be in April, maybe late March, but in April, it's the start of the NBA and NHL playoffs. Yep, and Final Four right about that time, I think the casual sports fan is just going to shrug. 
Right. And this is part of baseball's problem. You won't be missed. Yes. You won't be missed. This isn't like uh, <laughs> past past decades. Um, I actually was thinking about something I saw on YouTube, a, a commercial that ran during a very during the 1981 baseball strike, and it was on TBS when they used to cover the Atlanta Braves games. And what they did was they they would run Richmond Braves AAA games, right? In play to fill up the programming, and uh, the commercial you know showed someone who was like you know kind of craving their baseball on on television, right? And there was nothing else going on. Uh, that's not the case in today's sporting environment, and it's certainly not the case when baseball season starts. P- uh, again, you won't miss it. Optimus will tell you, hey, World Series ratings were up last year. You know what? Everything was up last year from 2020. They couldn't be down any further the season before. Let me let me read this graph to you, okay? The World Series ratings in 2003, so roughly 20 years ago, 12.8. In 2006, 10.1. 2010, 8.4. 2012, 7.6. Seeing a trend here, mm-hmm. in 2016, it did spike, 12.9. Cubs, Indians. You got it. 2019, 8.1. Then it started sliding down, but a real drop off in 2020. It did go up. Now, the league saw 45.3 million fans attend regular season games in 2021. A drop off of 34% from the 68.5 million in 2019. 2019, not 2020. 2019, the lowest figure. Since 1984, a lot of teams, though, now granted, had they had limited openings and right, you know that the Rockies weren't at full capacity until July, for example. Viewership was down 12 percent compared to 2019. Mm-hmm. All right, now remember, partially related to regional games moving from Fox to Bally Sports and and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, they're trending down. They're yeah. trending the wrong way. Let's localize this. How much do you think Rockies fans? are going to care if there isn't baseball to start the season. Or let me rephrase that. How much do you think, what do you think Rockies fans will miss most? Not going to a baseball game to watch the Rockies or not going to Lodo to have a really good time? The latter. Right. The opening day will be missed because it's a local event here. Yep. Opening day is significant here and that would be, You'd notice it on that day. The day after, it would just come and go. And especially at that moment, you are talking about the Nuggets probably being at full strength by then, knock on wood, and the Avs getting ready to start what Please don't bang believe. my head again. Ha, ha, ha. You know, we're on camera, right? People can see I didn't bang your head. I don't know what you're talking Anyway. Um, and the Avs starting what is expected to be a Stanley Cup run. You know how you know, and I'm only talking about baseball. Yeah. I'm not talking about the NFL. I'm not talking about hockey or or basketball because there's 162 games and 81 home games. Mm-hmm. You know how you know you have a really great fan base? If you take your stadium that's sitting in the middle of a party district like Wrigley Field, 
Coors Field, Fenway Park, or one that is like right in the city where there's still some action and put it in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Are people still going to go? If you took the, if you took Coors Field and put it into some open land off of 90th in Indiana in Arvada, where there's a lot of open space, you think the Rockies are going to draw like they draw now? No. Hell no. Don't tell me about Rockies attendance. And and I'll be completely honest. I'm not trying to knock Rockies fan. I'm not. But at the end of the day, generally speaking, in this town, there are not a lot of educated baseball fans. And they go to the game because they love going to Lodo. And it's a really, really good time. And for a lot of people, because their team is in town. Yes. That is huge. Here. I will tell you a quick story and maybe... I've told you this before. John McDonough used to be the marketing director for the Chicago Cubs. And that's when I was covering the Cubs from 2000 to 2003. Did I ever tell you this story? No. He grew up a White Sox fan. He eventually became the president of the Blackhawks. And I'm sitting in his office. We just chatted for about an hour. And he started in, I think, the early 1980s. And I said to him, how? Because If you watch Cubs baseball in the 1970s and you look at the bleachers, they were empty. Yes. Starting in like 1984, 85, they were always packed. Even if the, and the Cubs went to the playoffs in 84, but even when they were bad, they were packed. But in the late 70s, in the 70s into the early 80s, it was the whole thing that they play every game in the day. And that was considered a huge drawback at the time. But, but it was not considered an allure. But the stands were not fully packed, but they had a lot of people there. Even during day games, a lot of people went there. So I said to John, as a marketing director, for a terrible franchise, how in the world have you been able to get such high attendance? He said, well, Eric, you're going to love this. He said, because we didn't spend our marketing dollars on the team. He said, we spent all of our marketing dollars on the neighborhood and Wrigleyville, and we started to prop it up. We helped small businesses. We helped bars. I felt if we built a community where people would want to come, people would want to come to the games. And that's what the Rockies have in Lodo. I've lived here for, gosh, 16 years now, Mm -hmm. but I was told 30 years ago you wouldn't walk in Lodo past 6 o'clock at night 30 years ago. But look at the neighborhood right. now. The the Montforts are sitting on a gold mine because they're in a great area. But how loyal is this fan base? Put them on 90th in Indiana and, and, and Arvada, and then I'll tell you how great the fan base is. It's also, you put it on 90th in Indiana, it's not very centrally located. So all your fans in the southern suburbs are, are just going to say, I'm, I'm not making that drive. To watch that team. If the team is good, and I know it's not the same as Tampa where it's really out of the way, and you and I have had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about Commerce City? That's that's pretty that's pretty close to the city, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... Stick them in Commerce City. Yeah. You, you think that, they would There would be a hit there. I mean, it, Huge it, hit. it hurts the Colorado Rapids playing in Commerce City. Right. They, I mean, look, they, they, built, they built where they could get the land cheap. Right. And they made what can be in, best described as a Pennywise and pound foolish move to build there rather than trying to get a stadium built, say, in the parking lot.
by Pepsi Center. Speaking of parking, where people could just take the train to the game. Speaking of parking lot, I went to go see. I went to go see a concert in in at Dick's. Yeah, what a nightmare that is! An absolute nightmare. Oh, you're you're, you're waiting a while when that when it sells out there. I, believe me, I know. Well, well, here's the thing: you're parking on the lawn, way way away from the stadium, and there's no lighting to get you there. Oh, you must have been way out then. Because I've, I've well, always parked. I've always been able to park on the asphalt lots. When I go for no, I'm talking, Rapids match, I'm no, I'm talking about a concert. Okay, for, so we went to go see Green Day and Fall Out Boy and Weezer. Mm-hmm. We were way out there, and and I mean, you could have broken a leg trying to get to your car. There was no lighting, nothing. You should go to the game tomorrow night. The Rapids are playing when it's going to be about going to be about twelve degrees at kickoff. You won't have a problem getting out after that game, I bet. I won't be going. <laughs> I like the Rapids, but I w- now if they were playing Real, their rival. Maybe I'd go. How do you like what I just did there? That's nice. That's nice. But you're not going for a CONCACAF Champions League match against a team from Guatemala? CONCACAF. Is that a um, is that an instrument in the Denver Symphony? Oh, my gosh. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Eric, you've talked a lot on this show about the good luck that the Phoenix Suns had in the playoffs last year with injuries, maybe some of that luck catching up to them this season, and Shams Charania with some Nuggets roster news as well. That's on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Mace, are you okay? I'm fine. I'll clear my throat. You were clearing your throat a lot at the beginning of the show, too, Eric. Was so I? I think it's the colder weather. I think it, it's got everybody just a little bit, you know, phlegmy or whatever it may as, be. As what? an old song used to say, let me clear my throat. DJ Cool. Yeah, that's a classic. Well done, Mace. I didn't realize you were so hip and hop. Well, it's hip to hop. Just in case you missed it, I had a drop drop (laughs) I was looking for and I couldn't find it fast enough. So we'll just get into the content here. Just in case you missed it, the Phoenix Suns will be without Chris Paul for six to eight weeks since he has an avulsion fracture in his right thumb. The regular season ends in just about seven weeks for the NBA. How big of a blow is this for the NBA leading Suns who currently enjoy a six and a half game lead on Golden State? 
it's not a huge blow, at least as long as they get him back. They ought to be able to hold a six-and-a-half game lead in the standings and still be the top seed. And it's even further than that to drop to uh, uh, the number three seed. They're, they have an eight-game lead on the Grizzlies. It, hurt, it hurts them, and certainly they can't win in the playoffs without Chris Paul. But they ought to be able to maintain, I'd say probably three a three-game lead once they get him back. Don't lose some ground. Don't lose some of that cushion, but they shouldn't lose all of it. I hate to say it, and I don't ever want to see somebody injured. But you know what? It's about time Phoenix suffers a major injury to see what everybody else deals with. Now let's see how you play with Chris Paul. Let's see how good you are. Nuggets have been without Murray and MPJ. The Lakers have been riddled with injuries. Most teams have injuries. I know DeAndre Ayton has only played 37 games. I get that. But you know what? Welcome back to Earth, Phoenix. Now let's see how you play. Chris Paul isn't even their best player. Yeah, Devin Booker is. And after that, it's DeAndre Ayton. Chris Paul's valuable because of his leadership. Mm -hmm. Now let's see how good you are. Yeah. And I know they're really good. Yeah, like I said, I think they'll... Here's some adversity, guys. They'll take a little bit of a hit, but I don't... If they were were only a game up on the dubs, I'd say, okay, Warriors are going to be the number one seed. The six and a half game lead. They... They ought to be able to hold to hold a decent chunk of that without Chris Paul. I mean, I'd be surprised if when he comes back, they're any fewer than two games ahead. They've had very few man games lost. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Michael Bridges, talking about starters, played all 58. All 58. Chris Paul had played all 58. Devin Booker's missed seven games. I understand that DeAndre Aiden's missed 19 games. Jay Crowder... He's missed 10 games. Everybody would love to be in the Suns' position. Um, as uh, another song goes, Back to Reality, Oops, There Goes Gravity. You know that one, Mace? Um, is that uh, from uh, Lose Yourself? It is. Yeah. Boy, this, is, this is what I was looking yeah. for earlier. I'm the hammer of Thor, but I'm not the encyclopedia of hip-hop. <laughs> I don't go. even know where that's from, but it's a great little bite of Mace. By the way, the way you just said that, Danny, I would not recommend you starting a rap career. Because you could, I know a white guy said that, but you couldn't have sounded any whiter doing that. I've been Eminem for several Halloweens. No, when I, I had short hair. Wait, rapping or trying to look like him? Oh, it's also one of my go-to's in karaoke. It's very different. This isn't really the right let's forum. Hear it. Let, let, let's hear it. No, let's no, this is neither the time nor the place. No, just it is. In no, case you no, missed no, it. No, no, we have plenty of time. Sham just Charania, in case you missed it, Danny's going to do some... Uh, Danny's going to do some 8 Mile. How about this for a tease? If you come to Greenfields on Friday night, I will rap some 8 Mile for you. There, there's no karaoke. They have a live band. That's all right. I'll do it before the live band goes on. Do or it maybe for us be an break. opener. We do it for us in break. No, we'll see. This isn't the time <laughs> or the place. Just in case you missed it, Shams Charania released today that the Nuggets will be signing DeMarcus Cousins for the remainder of the season. Boogie's averaging just over six points and six rebounds with Denver. In what area do the Nuggets still need to improve on other than the health of Jamal and MPJ to have the best finish possible this season? Perimeter defense. And perimeter shooting. So basically everything on the perimeter is what I'm saying. When you don't have Jamal Murray, it's a big loss. I mean... Their guard play, if you look at it, you're saying, who do these guys have, right? Will Barton's up and down. I mean, who else do they have besides Will Barton? 
no, as a defender or as a shooter? Well, the the new guy they got from San Antonio, Bryn Forbes, can shoot. Yeah, Forbes he, can he, shoot. he he has he has picked up the slack. But but overall, you look at their roster of guards. It's more of a who's that than a who's who. I mean, Bones Highland could get someplace someday. Yep. Uh, Faku Campazzo, no, no. Although the Argentine, uh, the Argentinian uh, component of the Nuggets fan base will vocally support support him and will try to shout down anybody who speaks any ill of Faku, who is a limited player. Yeah, works hard, limited player. All right, that was a Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Also, when it comes to customer service, nobody does it better. Uh, Mandy, she just got a stackable washer and dryer. and She had an unbelievable, great experience with them, with their customer service. There was a slight hiccup. And talk about taking care of the challenge right away. That's what I love about Mountain High Appliance. They treat their customers right. And you're going to love working with them because with their sales staff, they can find you something to fit your budget. Or you want to redesign a whole kitchen, they could do that for you too. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Aaron Rodgers said he hasn't made his decision yet. Has it hit a point? Do you have Aaron Rodgers fatigue where you're thinking, you know what? I really want him here because I know he's great, but I'm just tired of the drama and all the shenanigans and all the cryptic stuff. That's next. The clock's run out. Time's up. Over. Black.